I should take off my shoes because my feet are fucking hot. You should because you're a bitch in shoes. God damn! I kind of am. Oh no, you've been nothing but delightful today, just for the record. <laughs> so, Aaron, do you want to hit me with your goddamn this week? Well, Stace. Yep. Air. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we uh-huh. were, my family and I, were all out in the little garage area. We have a sweet little pool thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's fucking the bee's knees. It's yeah. out there. And yeah. it is also literally the bee's fucking hangout. Oh my God. Now a watering hole for bees and other such bugs i guess yeah it's like the only water in your area exactly we're in a drought bitches oh it is serious and my kid was in it and he was just standing there whatever and then a bee or something flew by his head and he was like mom there's a bee and i was like "Uh uh-oh spaghettios and then he don't touch it (laughs) he started going ah and pointing at his head and i was like okay so i like went over there oh no fucking swatted away or whatever maybe it landed in his hair or something oh god you're so calm about that well, I mean, I'll get it away from him. It's fine. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. And Everything's Brandon great. was a little bit closer, but I was at a different angle. And then I saw guys. No. Guys. No. What was it? This motherfucker was climbing into his ear. <gasps> it was in his ear. No. And I just saw legs coming out. No. And it wasn't to be. Shake your head, bro. It wasn't to be. It was a Ugh. fucking wasp. No. It was a wasp. And it was like. I'm going to make a home. I'm going to impregnate your no. kid's head. No. I'm going to fucking start uh, a nest Why in didn't there. he like, uh Like he just held still and let he it happen like a psycho? He just stood there and was like, uh, No. <laughs> fucking like, shake your head, dude. Pointing at it. I was so shocked that he didn't shake his head Ugh. or like. That makes me so uncomfortable. Hit it with his ear or like his hand or something. Yeah. But it would have fucking stung him, yeah, right? Yeah, smart on well, him. But still, thanks. just. Willpower Fucking alone. Fucking God, Brandon was closer because I was like, it's in his ear. It's <laughs> just sheer panic. Yeah. Freak out, kid. And Brandon like dove for it and he grabbed it and he grabbed, he was able to grab it out of his ear like before it got all the way oh, in he's there. He's so brave. He's so brave because I would have been like, what do I do? <laughs> shake it away. I don't know. Shake your head. Turn it. We'll put water in it. We'll drown it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what, what I my plan would have been. But I'm thank God Brandon was there. And so he grabbed it and then it stung him and he was like, fuck. And he's like Ow. freaking out or whatever. Yeah. And at this point, it's a fucking wasp. So it's like, bitch, I didn't like that. I'm going to go into my home, which is in that kid's head. So it's flying around and I'm like grabbing my kid like, we got to go. Protect your ears, dude. <laughs> he thinks he wants to move in. Yeah, clap those bitches down. I don't know. Cover your, your brains. Butts. Figure your shit out. And my other kid's sitting there and I'm like, you need to move too because we are under slower. attack. We're literally under attack. And so then we all like ran into the garage and Brandon's out there trying to find said wasp because now he's on a fucking mission because he messed like, with your I'm family. He went like kill you. Punisher on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm going to kill every motherfucking wasp in this land. Yeah, so he got his <laughs> assault rifle, hmm. yeah. which is just a salt gun that shoots salt, right? Aha, mm-hmm. uh-huh. clever play on words, bug fucking killer. This bitch wouldn't land. It knew. It knew something was uh, up. But Brandon's like, out there like, ammo. Chook, chook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you blasting salt all over the driveway. Right? Next time I come over, I'm going to be slipping and sliding all over that hill. <laughs> what is all this salt doing here? <laughs> like goddamn episode of Home Alone. <laughs> right? Yeah, so that was my goddamn. Was Jesus that. Christ, it almost tried to burrow into his head. It was trying to burrow into his head. I don't know what its plan was. I was trying to go through the other side. I don't oh my know, I was going to lay fucking babies in there. But no. then my kid, too, was like, oh, it hurt so bad. It stung me. I'm like, I really don't think it did. Because if it had stung you, you, you would have freaked screamed. the fuck out. Yeah, that shit hurts. Brandon was like, 
Ow. He he was not pleased. And he was like squeezing it. He's like, I think there's something in there. And I was like, I think you're just being a little bitch about it. I think this is a wasp bite. <laughs> Remember when we were on a boat and yeah. I got bit by a wasp? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were so calm about it, too. Yeah. I was, surprisingly, huh? For, like, the person who freaks out about bees and flowers that you're walking by. Well, listen, it was like, because it's already done, you know? Like, the anticipation of being stung Mm -hmm. is the thing that scared me. Mm -hmm. I accidentally got stung, and then I was like, fuck, ow, that hurt! And I did (laughs) scream and run from one end of the boat to the other. I remember you just looking at it, and then I looked at it, and there was, like, a wasp on it, and you were like... <laughs> oh, in my mind, I went Aah! and like ran and jumped back and then sat down and was like, it bit me. <laughs> I remember looking at your foot and there was a little red circle on it. And I was yeah. like, it did bite you. It did bite me. It hurt. It stings for a while after. Yeah. His did too. Yeah. They're not fun. Nope. I don't know why it stings. Venom, maybe, perhaps? Do they have fangs? How um, does it get in there? I think we Googled it after you got bit slash stung and we were like, oh, they bite. They don't sting. And then I've Googled it since then and I do not come up with the same results. So I'm not entirely sure what wasps do, but I'm pretty sure that that one was trying to relocate his family to my kid's head. Oh, 100%. You almost had more kids on accident. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad like, you... I can't take care of a family of a thousand. No, I'm glad you evicted him. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that shit. He got to pay rent, bro. Yeah. Quickly <laughs> sent my kid inside, who's then like, why do we got to go inside? And I'm like, motherfucker, because you almost got invaded. You were almost an apartment complex. Yeah. <laughs> Your brain. Your brain was going to be an apartment <laughs> complex. You need to fucking chill out and go inside for a minute. Go you watch have... the iPad like a normal kid. <laughs> you have been assaulted. <laughs> Stop trying to go outside. Yeah. Fuck bees. Create a complex. Side guys. <laughs> oh, good God. Well, fuck that. I would have panicked too. Yeah. Thank Although, odd, Brandon was closer. There is something about it being your child that suddenly you're like, okay, I have to overcome my fear in this moment. It's like exposure yeah. therapy. It is. Yeah. And you just fucking do it. Had Brandon not been there, I would have had to grab it. And like, there's nothing else you can do. But fucking thank God he was there and closer. Yeah. You, you know when you, like, can't flounder, you know? No, like, no, no. Oh, Now's no. the time. <laughs> yeah. Strike or he's going to live in his head forever. Exactly. Your, t- your window was closing in. It was. It was closing. That thing was going. It was, like, body first and just legs out. Like, fuck you guys. I'm going in. Already threw a suitcase in. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, you know, when you jump off the back of a boat yeah. backwards, he was like, bye. Going into like, the brain. He was, like, scuba diving in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, it was so fucking gross. Oh, Jesus. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, terrifying. You want to hear, hear my goddamn? I do. So I've really been on this kick of, like, self-help self-care, taking care of myself, doing what I want, when I want, and all that shit, which is really actually very hard, but, like, I'm trying. And one of the things that I wanted to do was plant all my seeds. Did I talk about this on here? I don't think so. Okay, well, I went crazy a couple weekends ago, and I bought a soaker hose to put in the front yard so that, like, I can put it on a timer and remember to actually water my plants because I have planted plants in the front yard, like, at least three times, and every time I've spent, like, I don't know, $200 in plants, and they always fucking die because we live in a desert, and there's a drought, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's hot as fuck. What you need is a giant pool. Yeah. <laughs> It'll get the bees. bees. <laughs> exactly. Maybe I should just put that in the front yard. Yeah, they'll I'll call it a pond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's our pond. <laughs> it's really just an inflatable kiddie pool. Just get two goldfish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's a foolproof plant. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the other weekend, I went fucking crazy and planted a bunch of shit out there, and it's sprouting, it's doing wonderful, and it makes me so happy inside. Hell yeah. But an unexpected twist of events has occurred. <laughs> twist. That makes me so happy. Oh, a good thing? Yes, a good thing. So okay. like I said, I put it on a timer. So I run it every morning and every night right mm-hmm. now because they're seedlings. They need to get fucking established and they need nutrients and water and whatever. Mm-hmm. So part of my soaker hose system, it like because I'm on a little bit of a hill, so like a lot of water at top and then like in the middle, it kind of goes down the hose really fast and then at the bottom, a lot of water. So it's not like evenly distributed or anything like that. Well, 
I noticed yesterday. I noticed when I first started that when I turned it on and left it on, all of the crows started coming to my yard to drink the water, right? And I was like, oh shit, of course they're going to come here. I feed them all the time. Yeah. And now they're stoked for water. Yeah. Like, this is super exciting. And now I have three crows, guys. Three crows? Three crows in my front yard now. And they come regularly. So there's three of them. I've seen up to four. But they're growing. They're telling their little crow friends like, hey, this bitch got fucking peanuts. This bitch got amenities. The me- the best peanuts in town. <laughs> and so I noticed yesterday that it was a little before the timer went off and all of the crows were in my front yard by where it leaks the most. And they were just like waiting for it to turn on. So they've learned the watering schedule. What? Isn't that crazy? They're so what? smart. They are so smart. And then they just like walk up with their little beaks and they... And then they like tilt their little head up like, oh, nom, 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 nom. this is the best water ever. So I'm so excited that I accidentally tended to my crows even a little bit more. Oh, my God. How fun is that? Isn't that awesome? Are you, is that, okay, so I saw a bird bath out front. Is that a new establishment? Because there's no water in it. Are you mm. going to establish mm. it? What's okay. going on there? So here's where that bird bath came from. So I bought it a long time ago because mm-hmm. I've been feeding the crows for a while. And I was like, oh, shit, they need water. So I put water in this thing. And then my front yard's, like I said, kind of on a slope and everything. And so it wasn't really standing flat. And I didn't really like it. It was kind of cheap, little bird bath, whatever. So yeah. I put it in the backyard next to the hummingbirds because I'm like, well, they fucking need water too. And that was going great until I got bees, a lot of bees. And then I stopped feeding the hummingbirds. I stopped putting water in it, whatever. And then when I saw the crows drinking the wa- water from the hose again, the fir- like the first day after I installed it, I was like, fuck, they need their bird bath. So I brought it back out there and I was keeping it full of water. I never saw a single bird in that bird bath. So then I just kind of gave up after a while mm. and I keep seeing them just straight drink from the hose. So I'm like, they don't want that stagnant ass stale water yeah, from I mean, a bird bath that they could shit in. They want this fucking nice spring hose water. water. Yeah. Like birds from the streets, man. Yeah, yeah. They're like, it doesn't matter what house we're at. Yeah, exactly. So... And then that's just why the bird bath's there, just for fun. I feel yeah. it. I feel yeah. it. I love that journey for you. Thank you. I'm gonna. I'm on my way to being the crow mom that I want to be. I love it so much. Covered in crows. <laughs> 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 anyway, on that lovely note, do you want to hear my case this week? Hell yeah, I want to hear it. And also, yeah, y'all like how she just slipped that in that she's just fucking covering my case here. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I got Aaron's back this week. Oh, what's that? Stacy did a case last week. No Stacey's big doing deal. a case this week, too, because Aaron did her Patreon. No big deal. And that's why this podcast is awesome. Yeah. Because we we're help each other out. Best friends. Best friends. I got your back. You got my back. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, 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 bam. Okay, so this week I'm going to tell you about Lindy Sue Beekler. Lindy Sue. Lindy Sue. All right. So Lindy was born on January 31st of 1956. Okay. And when she was little, her parents got divorced, and Lindy ended up living with her mother full time. Hmm, okay. Her father ended up remarrying, and he eventually had another child who was a boy by the name of Mike Little. So that would be Lindy's half brother. Okay. Lindy was described as a free spirit and basically just a well rounded, dependable gal. Love it. Mm-hmm. So she grows up, whatever, goes to high school and everything. And shortly after high school, Lindy meets a man by the name of Philip Beekler, mm-hmm. who would eventually become her husband, obviously. Makes sense. Uh-huh. That's where and the last name comes from. I exactly. get it. Exactly. You see what happened there? I can follow the story you said, so you, Have you seen what I said there? Mm-hmm. I'm you picking up what you're putting yeah, down. You smell I'm what I'm stepping in? what you're packing. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm still smelling what you're stepping in. Okay, good, mm-hmm. good, good, good. All right, so now Philip worked at Hertz Rental Car Store, mm. and the two quickly fell in love when they met. Aww. In 1975, when Lindy was 19, the two married and moved into an apartment together. Love it. 
They moved into apartment 104A at the Spring Manor Apartments in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So that's where this setting takes place. Okay. Now, the whole time that they lived in this apartment, Lindy felt as though she was being watched and stalked. Oh, don't like that. Nope. And she brought it up several times to her husbands, her friends, and her family. So it was like a very well-known thing that she was very uncomfortable in the apartment. That's not good. Right? Exactly. It's actually really bad. That's actually like, pfft, you should move. That's actually like pretty scary. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. Detrimental to your health. Really? Well, one time. And physical. Uh, preach. Well, one time she actually caught someone peeking into her glass door. Fuck that. When she was home alone and it spooked her out so bad that it really put her on edge. I feel like you've been through this. I have. You have. You Literally. know what? I'm going to be honest. I've had multiple stalkers in my life. Yeah, you have. That's fucking weird. It's because I'm too nice to people. Yeah, you are. Mm, don't like that journey for me. Uh-uh. No, okay. you got to you gotta be more of a bitch. Yeah, so I feel like I can kind of relate to how Lindy feels right now. Terrified. Absolutely. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that's scary. Yeah. Okay, so somebody's peeking through her sliding glass door, and she's like, don't like this, don't like this at all. Mm-hmm. And it put her on edge. So after this, she really did not like being at home alone, and especially at night, because it's everything scarier at night, right? Of course, yeah. Did her husband work nights or anything? Well, that's what I was going to say. Because of their work schedule, she worked at a flower shop, he worked at the Hertz rental car, and their work schedules kind of overlapped so she would get off earlier in the day and he would get off later so there was always a couple of hours where she was at home Ooh, alone at night don't like that yeah but her friends and family knew about it so they would often call and you know Check chat on her. exactly and one time Lindy and Phil were at someone else's house I actually think it was her half brother's house or family house or something and they were having dinner mm-hmm. when all of a sudden they heard a crash upstairs and it turned out to be like some mirror had fallen over or something like that But it spooked her so much that she made Philip search the entire house to make sure nobody was there. So she's, like, borderline paranoid at this point. Yeah, like somebody's following her type of deal. Yeah, but also you're going to find that it's a pretty valid feeling that she's feeling. Yeah. (laughs) So just another point of her being fucking freaked out. Yeah, but also, like, trust your gut, ladies. Exactly. And gentlemen. Exactly. So now it's December 5th, 1975, and Lindy gets off of work and decides to swing by Philip's work to say hi. Okay. After that, she stops at a grocery store to grab some food for the house, and she gets to her apartment, and it's like 7.15 p.m., and Mm -hmm. she starts unloading her car. Okay. Now, the amount of food that she brought in, it would have at least taken her two trips to and from her car to her apartment to unload. So, like I said, Lindy knew that she was going to be home alone that night because Philip had to work late. But she had talked to her family, and her aunt and uncle knew how uncomfortable she was being home alone. And they were going to a basketball game or something like that that night, so they had invited her along. Oh, fun. So they were going to come pick her up at around 8 or something like that, 8.45. They were going to swing by and come get her. So she was just going to unload, probably have some dinner, and then get ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. My old-ass self is like, 8.45? <laughs> That's bedtime. <laughs> Girl, do you work tomorrow? Right? Like, no. what, what kind of day? Is it a Friday? Yeah. What are we talking here? Because this is like a Wednesday night basketball game. I'm out. Count yeah. me out. I got to go to bed. Yeah. yeah. I, would le- I would rather do literally anything else. <laughs> I want to stay home and get high. Yeah. <laughs> well, so her aunt shows up to come get her to the game. Yeah. 
She goes up to the apartment and knocks on the door. And when Lindy doesn't answer, she tries the knob. Uh-oh. Yeah. And then the door was unlocked. Uh-oh. And this immediately shocked her because she was like, nope, I know Lindy would not leave this door unlocked. Like, yeah. she is fucking freaked out to be here. So she pushes the door open and she calls to Lindy but doesn't hear anything. She doesn't get a response. Mm-hmm. And so she walks into the living room and immediately notices that a lamp had been knocked over onto the ground. <gasps> There's been a struggle. There has been a struggle. So she's concerned. And so she walks into the kitchen and that is where she finds Lindy laying on the ground face up fully clothed covered in blood oh no with a huge kitchen knife sticking out of her neck what the fuck what the fuck is right why so Lindy was unresponsive obviously and her aunt called 911 immediately and when the first responders got there it was clear that it was already too late for Lindy and she was you know she had passed away yeah so they're obviously dealing with a murder at this point. Oh, my God. I know. What a brutal way to go. And there was, like, blood splatters on the wall. Like, obviously, there had been a struggle in the living room. Yeah. But it looks like it had mainly taken place, like, right there in the front of the apartment. Oh, my God. But why? Like, why? 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 If you're stalking someone, I would assume you want know them or something. Like, what? Or, like, want to get to know them. Or, like, well, you don't want to just fucking kill them. No, there's a reason. Yeah. So police open an investigation and they start to process the crime scene and they find that nothing had been taken or stolen. So this wasn't like a botched robbery. Yeah. And so they have to then focus on performing an autopsy to find out like what exactly happened. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that they're like, clue number one, there's a giant knife in her neck. So I think exhibit A here is the <laughs> knife. Yeah, exactly. In well, her neck. <laughs> not Detrimental good, to life. Not a good combo. No. So they perform an autopsy and they find that she had been stabbed 19 times (gasps) and she died due to extreme blood loss. Was it her knife? doesn't matter, but Mm. I'm curious. Oh, I'm going to tell you. Okay, go on. They discover that her wounds were made by two different knives. One from the knife that was found in her neck, obviously, Mm -hmm. and that is the knife that was hers. It came from her very own butcher block. I hate that. I hate that so much. But he also brought a knife? I'm assuming it's a he. Yeah. Also brought a knife, and that knife has never been found or identified, even to this day. Motherfucker was like, can't can't lose this knife. Nope, this one's mine. To this day? To Do this we not day. Know who it was? Is this an unsolved oh, motherfucker? Oh, you just hold on to your seats, girl. I can't stop interrupting. So, I'm speculating that maybe she saw her attacker, and he had a knife or something, and she grabbed her own knife, and then somehow, like, they wrestled around, and he got it from her, and then stabbed her with her own knife. That's just pure speculation. Mm-mm. But, mm-hmm. it's estimated that the first stab to Lindy was actually the fatal one straight to the heart. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. And that the, the killer continued to stab her after that, so they're thinking, like, this is a heated crime because she died right away or was not, you know, fighting back right away. Yeah, like she's literally Defenseless. dying. Yeah. Investigators were able to recover DNA from the killer in two places, though, so we've got some clues, okay? Okay. One was semen that was found in Ew. Lindy's underwear. Oh, no. Yeah. And the second— Did what, he redress her? Okay, hang on. Let me get—I'll tell you okay. that in a second, okay? Okay. So the second piece of DNA was some blood that was found—I think some of it was splattered on the wall, and some of it was on her pantyhose, suggesting that maybe she had wounded the killer while she was fighting back, because she also had defensive wounds all over her arms. Mm-hmm. So, like, she had struggled and fought back and actually was able to wound the killer, and he bled on her, and so we have some sort of evidence there. Mm-hmm. I've also heard that 
in stabbings, a lot of the time the person doing the stabbing will get all covered in blood and their hand slips onto the knife and then they cut themselves that way. That could be. Yeah, could be. But I was thinking, of course, I'm speculating. Mm -hmm. I was thinking like a struggle because there was two knives involved, you know, Mm -hmm. like. And she was like, oh, what's that? You have a knife? I have a knife. Slice, slice, motherfucker. Yeah. But I'd like to think that. I'd like to think that she fucking. Yeah, she was like, not today. Yeah. Fuck you too, We're bitch. Call somebody the cops. with a knife wound. Yeah, I have a question for you, sir. How'd you yeah. get that wound on your body? Yeah, from this knife. Yeah, yeah. Also, super side note: when they're like, clearly a struggle took place. I just, I love the idea that if someone walked into my house, they'd be like, clearly a struggle took place. Oh, like, this is just yeah. how I live. No, that's just my house. Like, if it's ever perfect, then you know somebody cleaned up the side. The be crime concerned. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you should be concerned that something happened. If the kitchen table is knocked over, though, like, that's just a Tuesday. Yeah, that's just me being lazy and I didn't want to pick it up for the fifth time today. Yeah. We live with the table like that until we need it and then we just set it back up. Put the table up. Yeah. Duh. Who doesn't? <laughs> that lamp is knocked over. Don't worry. It's not plugged in. <laughs> I unplugged it the fourth time it got knocked over. Yeah, exactly. I don't even want that lamp, but I don't know what else to do with it, so it just sits there. Yeah, Yeah, we live the same life, Uh I'm aware. Uh Also, I'm speculating, and I think the police were too, but of course the police were not very public about this piece of information, but I'm speculating that it was sexually motivated, like the motive was sexual in nature. Thank you. I was like, in relation, in marriage, what the fuck is that word? In nature. Because... There was semen found in her underwear. Yeah, that so. part concerns me a little bit in the idea that he w- would have to redress her. Yeah, here's if the it was thing. the killer's semen. Isn't that she's weird? Like no, it's super. It's super weird because she wasn't totally naked or anything, mm-hmm. and they speculate that it was done post mortem. I hate that. So then he would have had to have redressed her. Well, and also it was on her underwear. Been a necrophilia. Yeah, but that's so what. Wa- so weird. Very weird. So weird. But the DNA, on, the semen DNA and the blood DNA matched, so we're looking for the same person. One person. Oh, I hate that. Okay. The police also find a bloody footprint in the kitchen that matched the pattern of like a male shoe print and was like the size of a male shoe print, so they're mm-hmm. assuming it's a male suspect. Okay. Now, the police question the neighbors, and surprisingly, I think anyway, surprising, no one was home at like almost 8 o'clock at night. Well, if it was like a Friday or something, they're going to a basketball game, whatever, maybe yeah. it's like... Oh, the night out thing. on the town in Pennsylvania. Maybe. It's yeah. just what we do. I was like, that's super weird. Nobody's home on Friday nights. Yeah, or they're all suspicious. Yeah. Where the fuck were you? Or it's an apartment and everybody heard everything. Uh, yeah, who knows? Well, because no one was home, nobody could give any further details or anything to help the investigation. Was anyone else there like, yeah, but also check out fucking Frank. He's pretty creepy. No, no, no one said anything. They were just like, mm, I don't know. Crazy. No idea what happened. Yeah, that's crazy. Not in my apartment. Wow. So... It turns out that there was a car that night that was double parked at the apartment between the hours of 7 and 8 p.m., which is speculated to be the time frame that she was attacked Mm because she got home at like 7.15. Yeah. The car was a dark, standard-sized car and was sitting there with its lights on. That's all we really know. Okay. For (laughs) an hour-ish? For an hour-ish. And so police were suspicious that maybe the killer is linked to the car somehow, like maybe a getaway car or maybe they were at the very least a witness and could give them some sort of information as to what they saw that night if they were sitting in the car. Yeah. But... There were no further details on that. Like the They're police, just like, I don't know. I don't know. There's a car there. That's weird. Standard size. Mm-hmm. 
Early on, police questioned all of Lindy's family and friends and even Philip, because as we know, usually it's somebody close to you who would be so fucking ragey that they'd stab you 18 times. Yeah. But they all pretty much had solid alibis and were soon ruled out as suspects. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Within three months after Lindy's murder, another woman was stabbed <gasps> to death only 15 miles away from where Lindy was killed. Uh-oh. So the police immediately were like, okay, we've got like a serial killer on the loose here. Yeah. Seen this before. Seen this before. But the killer in that instance was actually caught and the DNA did not match. So it was oh. not the same killer. So what are the fucking odds, right? Just a fucking shitty neighborhood? Uh, I guess. Shit. That sucks. I know. So nothing much happens for like a whole year. Oh. And then on the anniversary of Lindy's death, her family go to visit her grave to pay their respects. And when they get there, <gasps> they see that her gravestone had been vandalized. It had been painted red and then it looked as though somebody had stabbed the gravestone or something because there were all these chip marks in the paint and slash marks on the paint what the fuck and what's even weirder is like it wasn't done to any other gravestone so this was a targeted attack yeah at her yeah fucking rude well super rude first of all but also if it's not the person who stabbed this woman yeah like then does that mean that it's just like an awful neighborhood of people who are assholes. Well, yeah. And like to be like, oh, this person was stabbed. So let me go to their grave on the anniversary. Like that's an ambitious fucking vandal if it's just yeah. a vandal, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking weird. And also if it's the killer, like Jesus. If it's the killer, like you got some unresolved issues, maybe seek therapy. For sure. And like you're just going to get yourself caught. Well, that too. Dumb, dumb. Is he going to get himself well, caught? I'm going to tell you. Or she. I'm going to tell you. So police investigate. But they're unable to find who vandalized the gravestone, and that kind of goes silent for a while. Mm. Then, a few weeks later, police get a letter in the mail that's marked urgent, and it's actually addressed to the sheriff, who I don't recall the first name, but the last name was Sheila. Okay. So you're going to hear me say Sheila, and that's who I'm referring to. Okay. Is Sheila a lady, or is that a man's last name? You know, I just totally assumed it was a male, because we live in a male-dominated society, and this is back in, like, the 70s, so there's no way. I assumed it was as well, but if you continue to refer to them as Sheila, just know that I'm picturing, like, you know, someone's mom. mom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, at first, for some reason in my mind, I was thinking this is from, like, Australia or something. So they're like, hey, girl. Or something, you know, like, <laughs> the nice Sheila over yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I was like, wait a minute. This is the last name of, like, a sheriff or some shit. Sheriff? Sheriff? Okay, so it's marked urgent to the sheriff. Mm-hmm. And it was a two-part, two-page handwritten letter. Two-part? Two-part. They were like, here's part one. Open the second letter two. when you're done with that. This and is here's part, part two. two. To yeah. be continued. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Check the shit out. Okay. okay. Was one, it two separate letters? It Was it two-parter? It was mailed together as one. I don't know if one person wrote on one page and then another person wrote on the other page or whatever, but here, let me tell you. Oh, person? Person. Okay, go okay. on. So, uh, one part was written by somebody who claimed to be Lindy's killer. Okay. And the other part was written in cursive, claiming to be a gal by the name of Janice Crumb who knew the killer and was validating the killer's claims in this in this letter. Listen, Janice, maybe just stay out of it. Yeah, Janice. Janice, because I feel like... Crumbs. You're just Crumbs. implicating yourself if you're not being like, yo, it's fucking this guy. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, you should call it out. Well, okay, let me yeah, read like, you the letter. I can vouch for him. He definitely murdered that person. Yeah, I swear. So here's what the letter said. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of a read, so bear with me. Mm, Dramatic reading. Okay. Stacey, here we are. Hi, Sheila. Mm, Hello. Just eats up your heart knowing you haven't caught me yet. Still around. 
Lindy's marker on her grave just turned me on just like she did. Ew. And the way she looked all bloody, like the paint on her marker. The scratch and nick marks represent the knife stabs. Count them. (gasps) You wondered if the guy at the gas station in Mountville was related to Beekler's murder. Forget it, man. No way. I'll tell you what, Chief Pig. You print this letter in the paper along with a picture in Friday night's Lancaster paper and Saturday morning's paper, and I might confess. You're, you're asking for a lot of fucking real estate in the newspaper. Right? Here. Right? Like, uh, what? No. But he says, basically, you know, like, fucking publish my shit in the paper. What and I think he is? Like, the fucking Zodiac killer or whatever? Oh, it's interesting you say that. There is a thing where, like, they suspect it might be the Zodiac. Oh, so, really? And it's a, um, it says, I might confess when I get off my trip. You see, the world owes me a living. Maybe I give you a few hints who I am. Got busted once for drugs a few years back. Live in West End Lancaster suburbs. I'm 5'10 tall and 205 pounds fat and beautiful and capable of killing again without knowing it. Without knowing it? uh, Yeah. Like, oh shit. Ah, oopsie. I woke up and that guy was dead. No, not again. (laughs) December 5th, 1975 was under the stupor of amphetamines like right now. Well-educated man in the community, single, good job, but God, please, chief, chief. Hey, chief, Sheila. Jesus Christ. But God, please, chief, help me. I'm losing my mind. Help me before I kill again. So he's on a meth binge. For sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it sounds like anyway. Well, he's saying he's on a fucking amphetamine, whatever, just like now. Yeah. And and maybe I'll confess when I get off my trip. Mm. Yeah. The headaches kill me every time it aches. The drugs only calm it temporarily. Will God forgive me? Please print this, chief, in the paper so I know you got it. Then I will write you again. God, I need a priest. What have I done? Help me, please. And then there's a P.S. This is the second part. Mm-hmm. You want to say anything first? I'm, I you, got a lot of things running through my head, but I'll just, I'll wait. First Let's of all, fucking hate it. <laughs> see what gets answered here. Okay, it says, P.S. Chief Sheila, my friend has confessed to the killing of Lindy Sue Beekler. As God is my witness, do as he asks. Print this letter on the front page. I'm not aware of his intentions right now, but contemplating murder is not his intentions. Sounds like you're on meth because you just said the same word twice in one sentence. You can't rhyme Kodak with Kodak. Really, honestly. He is mentally sick. When the letter appears, then he will turn himself in. We fucking got it, girl. Janice, yeah, we read the first part. We we read the first part. Yeah. Also, Janice, you're just saying your name. You realize you're just going to get arrested now until yeah. they're like, yo, tell us who fucking did it. Right? He described the relationship he and Lindy had before he killed her. Was it none? Was there none? Well, then he doesn't describe it. it then Jan does, Janice doesn't describe it. He only realizes it now when you are on drugs that you are not responsible for your actions. This just sounds like drug-related ramblings. Yeah, yeah. Please, he's asleep now. That's why I finished the letter. All I can and tell you— And then mailed it for And him. then put a stamp on it. Yeah, Let me or just was finish your like, chores. Not going to reread this. We're just going to fucking wrap it up. She's like, ha-ha, got him. All I can tell you is my friend frequents— the Manor Shopping Center is just the same place that Lindy got her groceries from. Mm-hmm. In the evenings and the fields around it, mostly weeknights. The fields around it? Yeah. like in the fields? I frequent those fields. Does he, does he work them or is it like... He's just standing in a field staring. You know how like people walk with their hands behind their back for good posture? Yeah. He's just walking around the fields. Like boop a doop What's that? Oh, no. What kind of fields are they? Flower fields? Strawberry fields forever? Strawberry fields forever. I don't know. They're just some fucking fields around a shopping center, evidently. Okay. And he mostly frequents them on weeknights. Good to know. He will contact you very soon. And oh, when he does, please bring a Catholic priest to the police station. Then the letter was signed, Janice Crumb. 
You're going to put your first and your last fucking name on Every there. bit of detail. But then the killer himself is just like, bam, terrible. Try and guess who I am. I'm <laughs> on a meth binge right now with some friends. Janice. Yeah. Janice Crumb, that is. Who goes on a meth binge with a gal named Janice, you know? Janice sounds like a good time. I'm going to be completely she honest. She does. But I feel like Janice is like more of like a drinker, you know? Like Janice she's not doing meth. Well... I could see Janice doing Maybe both. she does like a bump or two or something, but mm-hmm. you know, like, I she's can't not see. in the lifestyle, but yeah. she dabbles in the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. So maybe she's like, God damn it, not again. All yeah. right. And she's like, he you. needs help. But like, you both do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Janice, do you need help? So the police choose not to publish the letter and they analyze the handwriting and they determine that both parts of the letter were written by the same person. Big shocker. Uh oh. <laughs> is this a little fucking. Mental break? Mm, perhaps. Little, oh, little multiple like personality? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's what it's called anymore. I don't know either, but... Sorry about that if Janice is... I don't know. Perfectly describes what I'm thinking. Yeah, exactly. There are two of you in one. <laughs> so, they choose not to publish it. They're like, hey, we think this was written by the same person because they analyzed the handwriting and it yeah. was basically the same. They mm-hmm. did find a woman by the name of Janice Crumb in the area, but it turns out that she had, like, zero connection to the killer or anything. She was like, I have no fucking idea. I've never been on a myth binge in my life. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I just love Jesus. Oh, no, bring a Catholic priest. Oh, yeah, really. At first, there was speculation around whether or not this was the act of the Zodiac Killer. Mm-hmm. Because of the cryptic wording, the misspellings, there was, like, random capitalization throughout it, and calling the police pigs, and the taunting of the police. This is the 70s. Yeah, it's seven. So I think the last Zodiac thing was like 74 or something like that. And this is in 75. Yeah. So it was right around that hype. But, but I feel like everybody called police pigs in the 70s. For sure. Like, wasn't that a Manson thing? Yeah, it too? was. Yeah. But I think it was so close that the Pennsylvania police were like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and have it checked out by California police anyway, just in case. So they were yeah. like, hey, does this sound like the Zodiac? But eventually there's no ties to the Zodiac. All right. So a forensic FBI agent analyzed the letter and Lindy's case, and he believes that the killer was someone with an explosive temper because homeboy stabbed her 19 times. Mm -hmm. And after realizing that they had killed someone, they would have taken a nosedive in their life or they would have become heavily devoted to their job, religion or family. So like hyper focus on something to forget that you did that or go on a fucking bender and do drugs all the time. Okay, he seems like you got a pretty easy job. (laughs) Yeah. Could be anywhere. <laughs> Professional opinion? I'm an FBI forensic analyst. <laughs> Could be doing anything. Could, Could be literally anywhere. Thanks. Could be anybody here at this time, moment in time. You could be doing literally anything. Yeah. Don't know. Pretty tricky. Yeah. That's going to be a tough one to figure out. He's either better Sheila. now or he's not. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, get on it. This whole case is like that. Where they I wish like, I lived in the 70s, man. Honestly. Sounds so easy. I know. All the police officers are like, I don't know. Nobody was home, so no one could tell me what yeah. happened. And they're like, listen. He's gone. He's so. So who knows? My job is real hard. It's I'm going to clock out. You should pay me more. <laughs> So he also believes that the letter was sent to the police to throw them off their trail or to skew the investigation and believes that the killer is either female, which is interesting, or someone who is struggling with their sexual identity since the writer said that they are 205 pounds fat and beautiful. 
And they said that especially in the 70s, it was very unlikely that a male, a hetero male, would have described them their body as beautiful. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Also, 210 pounds at 5'10 is not fat. No, no. It's I mean, like not a, by our standards anymore. No, no. <laughs> maybe at the, the time, though. Maybe in the 70s it was. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. So police, they believe that it's a male suspect because they have a male bloody footprint. Yeah. And there's jizz. So, you know, they're like, well, I'm <laughs> <laughs> for sure this is a dude. Exhibit A tells me. But they're also not sure if the letter is valid or real or not. Yeah. So the FBI it could just agent, be a crazy person. Yeah, the FBI agent's looking at the letter and analyzing the letter along with the case too. But like you know, saying the letter either came from a female or somebody struggling with their sexual identity. And they have the letter, they have the gravestone marker, and then they have the murder. And so police believe that at least two of them are tied. Like it, it would be really unlikely that all three of those events happened randomly. Like you just yeah. happen to have somebody taunting the police. Mm-hmm. But like two of those events have to be tied. Like the same yeah, person, the gravestone and the letter are the same person. Yeah. Whether or not that's the murder is up in the air. Yeah. I get it. Or the murder and the letter are the same person, but the gravestone was somebody else. That'd be real coincidental. It would. Well, the whole thing would be. So they're saying, like, we're not 100% sure if all three are tied to the same person, but at least two are. Like, mm-hmm. that's, like, wildly statistically confusing. Yeah. So this letter was, wasn't was released to the public until 25 years after Lindy's murder in 2000. God damn. I know. And the original letter was actually lost in evidence. So all we have are photocopies. So you can't really do any further analysis on anything that the letter came in. Like the envelope. Like Fingerprints. The, yeah, nothing. You can't do any of that. It's just a photo. Xerox cool, guys. Copy. Great cool. job. Great job. Nice try. Spot on police work here. Fucking 70s. <laughs> Again, my life is hard or my job is hard. I'm going to fucking clock it's, out. Hey, do we need this? No, Sandy, shred it. No, we got a photocopy. Yeah, we don't need the real one. Fuck the original. God, it's so dumb. So several murderers were suspected in Lindy's murder, but each one would eventually get ruled out. And Lindy's case was like a roller coaster ride of thinking they had a lead, and then they would like be like, hell yeah, and then it would quickly get squashed with like DNA evidence or whatever. Oh. Police even hired psychics to try to help them find the murderer. And the psychics got the impression that her murderer had a tattoo on the arm, which <laughs> okay. I thought was interesting. Olive skin, dark hair, and dark eyes. And so police were like, hey, that sounds like somebody that we fucking know. And they looked into it and it wasn't that person. Shocking. Yeah, shocking. (laughs) So in the year 2000, investigators decide to take a second look at her case because, like I said, it had been 25 years later. Yeah. And they get a group of people who specialize in cold cases. And they're like, here's all of our fucking evidence. And I'm assuming that's when the letter actually got published. Yeah. Because they like are like, here, somebody help us solve this shit. Anybody know anyone who might go by Janice Crumb that's not actually Janice Crumb? Yeah, that like (sighs) would kill someone maybe. 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 And who writes like this? (laughs) So this group of people, they get the evidence on the case. And the only evidence that they really have to go off of is the DNA, right? Like the semen DNA and the blood DNA. So they worked with a company called Parabon Nanolabs. And they run the DNA evidence through a database. And they were actually able to locate the perpetrator's ancestors. Ooh, how close? How Uh, close we talking? We're talking they were linked to some really small ass town in Italy. And then they followed the family tree to where the family eventually ends up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And so they take that relative and they look up all of their relatives, you know, like that person's Mm -hmm. DNA. And they look up all the other relatives and they get a list of people who live in Lancaster. And one of the names on the list was a man by the name of David Sinopoli. David Sinopoli. Sinopoli. 
Now, David stood out because it just so happens that in 1975, he lived in the same motherfucking apartment as Lindy. He was the goddamn neighbor. Of course he's a goddamn neighbor. I wasn't home. I have no idea. And they're just like, thanks, thanks, David, for your time. You're not suspicious at all. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. So police were like, dude, we need David's DNA for sure. Yeah. that's pretty close to home. Yeah, we got, let's just, we just have a seat over here. Yeah, so like spit in this cup. Yeah. So they were like, okay, we have an idea. We're just going to follow David. So they do. Investigators follow him and they actually follow him to some airport where he's traveling with his wife somewhere and he has a cup of coffee. He throws the coffee cup in the trash. And Shazam. In- investigators are like, like run over and grab it and put yeah. it in a bag. Snagged it. Got it. Got him. Mine. Got him. Got him. And so they tested the DNA, and it was a motherfucking exact (gasps) match. When did he get married? So I'm going to tell you all about this. Okay. David would have been 19 at the time of Lindy's murder. Jesus. he was never suspected on the police's radar. So he was the same age as Lindy when he murdered her. Oh. Allegedly. She was 19, too? I thought she was in her 20s. Uh, I think she was 19. She had gotten married at 19, and then they moved into that apartment. So I'm assuming she was somewhere around there anyway. Yeah. Damn. So July of 2022, police Mm -hmm. arrest 68-year-old David Sinapoli in connection with the 1975 murder of Lindy Beekler. Uh-huh. David had been living in Lancaster County for over 40 years, and he worked as a press operator the last 17 years at a local family-owned print shop. I worked with him. Uh, You probably did. He looks like every motherfucker that we worked with at a print shop. Dude, they're all kind of shady. Yeah. And they all have the same look. Mm Mm-hmm. And so everyone he worked with was totally fucking shocked to hear that David was being implicated for murder. But it was like 40 years before. It was like when he was 19, probably binged out on meth or whatever. Like you're a different person, but at the same time. Like, what are you capable of, dude? Yeah. So his boss was so shocked and told reporters that he would have never suspected David. His coworkers said that he did a, his job really well and he was quiet, sometimes funny man. And he's just not somebody you would have suspected at all. Uh-huh. His Facebook page depicts him as an avid hunter, often vacationing in Italy. He married his first wife a year before he allegedly murdered Lindy. So he would have been living in the apartment, I'm assuming, with his wife, like neighbors to Lindy. What the fuck, man? I know, and like killed her and then comes home. I wonder if her, if his ex-wife is like, yeah, I remember him getting a cut on his arm or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I have so many questions. In 2004, he had actually been sentenced to a year of probation for pleading guilty to invasion of privacy and disorderly conduct because this guy, David, had admitted to spying on women who were naked in a tanning salon that his wife owned. Okay, so he's still a creep. He's a creep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He was just arrested in July of 2022, so this motherfucking month. Holy shit. We don't have any further details on how the two were connected or, like, what his motive was other than I'm assuming sexually motivated because he did end up raping her, allegedly. Probably after her death. Exactly. And I'm assuming that he was spying. Like, he's a known peeping Tom, so I'm assuming that's who she saw peeking in through her sliding door. And maybe he just kept peeping on her and it eventually escalated. Or she busted him peeping on her. And was like, the fuck are you doing? And And then then he was like, well, now's my time. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, how terrifying is that? Exactly. Isn't that scary? So that's all I have right now. And I'll update you guys if anything else, you know, obviously as the trial goes on, if shit comes out of it. But like, what the fuck? 
How can, can you imagine being married to that person? And having no idea. Yeah. Like, does he have kids? He did have kids. And I think he had kids with both because he got remarried mm-hmm. later. So I think he had kids by both. But I don't really know. Like, I want to know what kind of guy he was because the only people who have spoken to reporters. He's a press operator. I know. That's so, the kind of guy he is. I know. Every Stereotyping a lot here, but yep. I've worked with a lot of them. And I feel like every press operator is like. They're the nicest person in the world until they're not. And then you're like, explosive I, I personality believe that you could kill someone. <laughs> explosive. Per- Every press operator is like cool and chill until one little thing goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And then they're fucking cussing and kicking the machine. And all and- of a sudden they're throwing shit at the wall. And you're like, all right, Jesus man. Christ. We're yeah. chill, right? We still good? I thought you were just printing some business cards, yeah. dude. Like, why are you tripping? Are we cool? Yeah. It wasn't my fault, was it? Yeah. Yeah. And they all also like generally look like they have done math at some time. Absolutely. They're a little Born. Bare minimum are alcoholics. Uh-huh. All Honestly, if you're All a press them. operator, you know. If you're a press operator, tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Tell Prove me, me wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I also nothing but respect. You guys have a real great job and you do fucking great work. Oh, I loved it. But I love also, that job. I could be myself. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Like fucking cuss and they're like, hell yeah. That's and then they say like baby girl and you're like, ugh. Don't do that though. Ugh, yeah. This is how I that. got the personality that I am. It's because yeah, I honestly. worked at too many press operators. Yeah. Anyway, so on that note, if you want to check out pictures pertaining to my case, go to isgpodcast.com. And while you're there, you should join our Patreon. For as little as a dollar, you get one extra episode every single month. Hell yeah. Also, you can come join us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Whoop! Our handle is at isgdpodcast. You should come join us on Facebook group called the Goddamn Pod Group. Yep. Yeah, the Goddamn Pod Group. No requirements to join, and it's just a lot of fun. So come join us. Hell yeah. And if you want to email us, you can do so at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you snail mail us, do that at PO Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Also, you should subscribe, rate, and review. You guys, we want to blow this shit up so we can live off of this podcast, okay? Mm-hmm. So go tell everybody. Go tell mm-hmm. all your friends. Tell, tell your, your friends, friends. friends. Yeah, like go get mm-hmm. that shit out so mm-hmm. we can do this fall real 100% of the time yep. and we can be on billboards and in your kids cereal boxes oh I've always wanted to be on Wheaties well we're gonna have to get more athletic never mind fuck that dream your dream is stupid your dream is trash <laughs> <laughs> okay we love you guys bye bye, bye.